Since we're not through yet. Seven days a week. You'll be amazed at what my work picks up. Even at eight and a half pounds picked up. Call now. Call us now. Call us now. Call now, and I'll also send you my Oric Compact vacuum absolutely free. Have your credit card ready. Hey. Hello. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, can you hear me? Hello? Hey. Welcome to Emerging Tech Mastery, a show that demystifies cutting-edge technology like cryptocurrency, the blockchain, metaverse, NFTs, virtual reality, the maker movement, artificial intelligence, machine learning, cloud, edge, and even fog computing. Strap in as we ride into the fourth industrial revolution. Emerging Tech Mastery provides actionable knowledge, regardless of skill level, from experts in the trenches. We piece together this intel in easy-to-consume media formats, processes, and procedures. See you in the future. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us on another episode of Emerging Tech Mastery. This is going to be a solo episode, and on this episode we're going to be going into why I do not like the Raspberry Pi. After I went over the episode of why I do like it, I also encountered some challenges soon after and also remembered some of the challenges I had getting to that point, so I really felt it would only be fair for me to say... What I don't like, and what I don't like is really just little hardships and things that you really maybe have to learn the hard way. So hopefully I can shortcut your challenges and pitfalls, frankly. So, you know, it's nothing like technically wrong with it. It's really just areas that I kind of struggled to be frank with you. But you know what? Let's do the clickbait thing with this title. And let's start with number one. The SD card which is what you flash to put the operating system on, which then goes in the Raspberry Pi. So the, yeah, the SD card and the sort of data situation around the SD card is very fragile. What I mean by that is you essentially are running your entire computer on this little card. It's like a little mini sort of chip looking thingy. It's really cool really powerful, but I think it, you know, needs to be said, you, you definitely don't want to rely on that too, too much. So that would mean have another USB attached where you can save your data. And, you know, I'm kind of getting, finding my legs with that myself, but I've definitely made that mistake where I sort of relied at actually having some documents on the SD card. And that super messed me up when guess what? They're known to burn out, right? So that's a little bit of a I wouldn't say a deal breaker, but you have to be super careful not to rely too much on that SD card. Be ready for that thing to sort of kick at any time. So keep your data somewhere else. You can also do these backups of your settings on TimeShift, I believe. So you could like back up your Pi, sort of like your setup and all the stuff you had installed. And you could install, uh, you could, yeah, you could back that up somewhere else, right? So you could actually take that backup and put it on a 
separate, not the SD card, and get get beyond that. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm getting into the solution there. Nonetheless, very fragile situation. So do not rely on the SD card, and you have to be careful that that thing can fail. Number two. So if you didn't know it, the Raspberry Pi runs on an ARM ARM processor, which is not the same as a PC or Mac or whatever sort of a laptop, you know, device. So it's actually a separate processor and every program essentially is an ARM processor and apps is what I was trying to say. So it limits applications and functionality. What do I mean by that? There's certain things like I was trying to run VirtualBox, which is a virtual machine, like a VM. And there might be workarounds that I don't know about that other people know how to do. Obviously, you could use the cloud or something, but I'm just saying running it actually on the device. I tried installing things like Brave. I tried installing like this VPN. I couldn't do it. Couldn't run those on an ARM processor. So if you need to run certain programs that don't run on ARM, yeah, you're done. You're, you cannot, you're not going to use that on the Pi, so... That's definitely not fun, not not definitely a do not like, but again, there's so many other things you can do. So I, like I said, not super deal breaker. Okay, number three, it is small and fragile and has lots of wires going to it. So not gonna name names, not gonna point any fingers, but there may have been some headphones that were wrapped around the chair which connected to the mic, which connected to the Pi, and I may have pulled, not not me. Who said me? No, we said no finger pointing here. What the heck? Somebody may have pulled the chair a little quickly and got pretty lucky, but, you know, got pretty close to Jocelyn the darn Pi. Not cool. So that could have gone really bad. Everything's sort of connected. That thing could, like, fall down really easily. Also, be careful that you're in a small place and spills you know if you're doing some liquid based things close to it and the worst happens yeah not good so i also like to run with the tops off if you will um just for better sort of ventilation but yeah if you have the case on yeah you're a little bit protected but you could still get in a lot of trouble so be really careful about that you know anything you got going around it you know the elements or animals or you know liquids or any, whatever right be careful with that it's definitely small and fragile it is a small thing it's kind of like pros and cons right phones are more optimized to be beat up this thing not so much all right number four it requires a separate screen to connect to and see pretty self-explanatory but that means you have to have a tv screen or uh, you know, one of those computer screens. I mean, I have seen screens that you can connect to it that are sort of smaller, but again, you're going to have to pay for that. So I would say definitely the separate screen is a little bit of a, you know, it just is another thing you have to carry around to see it, to be able to see. Yeah, you can do a headless display and stuff like that, you know, maybe connect from a different device. But again, that's a little more advanced. It's nice to just plug and play and do what you got to do, right? Without doing anything funny. Number five is the learning curve is a little bit difficult at first. You have to learn a little bit of Linux. You have to like install the stuff on the card. And I've played with like Ubuntu and I'm really liking Raspberry Pi OS. So like knowing what operating system to use or not, you know, and, and everyone might have some different takes on that. And then there's the hardware itself that you're using. You know, 
installing something on an SD card and you have to put it in this USB dongle and then put that in your laptop or other computer, you know, there's a little bit of a funny, you know, you're bumbling around a little bit to get going. So you got to push through that. It's totally worth it. But yeah, the learning curve is definitely, you know, not as much a dislike now, but then again, when you, you want to do more advanced stuff, like you have to keep going through this all over again, right? So something to keep in mind. Number six, they are getting expensive, and I feel bad recommending them when they're starting to get upwards of $100 where you could just get a mini computer for that, but that's no fun, right? So I definitely think there's those smaller sort of half pies and like other generations that are not the full-on like single computer board. They're smaller pieces. You can do certain smaller things with that if you do want to do that, and they are cheaper, but you know, the main ones are expensive. I will say that, so... That's that kind of goes without saying, right? Number seven, it requires a plug in power source, which doesn't seem like that big of a deal because usually we're right by an outlet. But hey, if you want to be mobile or you want to do something outside, well, now to get an extension cord or have some crazy battery setup that you could plug into. But again, one more thing, like I was saying, you know, not quite plug and play. And I think we're very spoiled with mobile. But, you know, something to keep in mind if you are going to play with that. You know, you, that's something you're going to have to deal with. Number eight, it requires ongoing maintenance and troubleshooting. Yes, it does. Things will stop working. You have to update it regularly. PyOS is pretty good about updating, but you may want to do it manually. And, you know, if you have a lot of stuff installed, certain things can sort of break and crash and go go a direction you don't want especially if you're tinkering a lot so that's back to that whole time shift back things up i'm still mastering all that but again if you can do it from the get-go more power to you you know so that was all i had but i thought of another one number nine as we were going and we're under well under 15 here so i'm feeling good about it so you have to kind of keep buying more stuff right and I guess that's always the case, right? Even if you have a cell phone or a computer to some degree, we that's just the nature of tech. However, the Raspberry Pi is very specialized. So I did just get like the Raspberry Pi high quality camera and a couple lenses, which I'm actually super stoked and excited about. So you might actually get to see me here soon. I wanted to be a little bit of a purist with the Pi. Yeah, I could have filmed myself with the phone, but you know, I was not trying to do that, you know? I'm I'm kind of trying to be a little bit of a purist here. So it's all part of the fun, right? I'm on the pie now and I'm talking about the pie. Does I maybe it knows that I'm talking about it? I don't know. Is it like a pet? It's getting strange, right? But yeah, so I think that's a good number nine. Yeah, you know, you're gonna have to sort of keep up with it and you're gonna get excited and oh, now I want a camera on it. Okay, well, now I need to buy the module. With that said, it's not so expensive. I think compared to so many like so many other pieces of tech you know these accessories they really try to get you and i haven't felt too too bad about investing in it um you know especially i mean i know it's not exactly like those consumer or prosumer cameras but it's pretty cool up there they're one of i think the original things like 12 megapixels so that's not bad but anyway i think that puts us at a good level and I think those are some good reasons why I don't like, do not like the pie. I think we came out to nine reasons there. And yeah, definitely don't be afraid to jump in. And now I gave you some heads up that these are going to be some challenges. So you can sort of be aware if, if something comes up and maybe build this in as well to just, you know, 
things like what you're going to need if you want to use it in a certain way, you know, like trying to be mobile, like I'm trying to work on being more mobile, like I would love to turn it into a whole mobile podcast setup. But then I realized, oh, man, this is actually a little complicated because, you know, like with our phones, we just carry them everywhere. Not the case here. So definitely keep it in mind, but you can do plenty with it. Just stationary. And that's probably a best way to start out, to be frank. So no need to get too fancy uh, unless you have a thought of where it could go and be somewhere crazy. And if that's the case, feel free. But thank you for listening on this episode of the reasons I do not like the Raspberry Pi. And I will see you on the next one. Have a great one. We bake raspberry pies here.